With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts nfl total access the podcast is getting you ready for the 2024 nfl draft I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Jason Smith Show on Fox Sports Radio. What's hot right now is the two Bills, the ESPN 30 for 30 that reunited Bill Parcells and Bill Belichick after years of estrangement. Because it happened so long ago, but I live it every single day, here's the nuts and bolts. (laughs) Belichick was Parcells' defensive coordinator. Parcells is the head coach of the Patriots. He left to go to the Jets. Belichick came with him. Parcells, after a couple of years, including a trip to the AFC Championship game in 1998, in which the Jets were winning 10-0, and then they turned the ball over five bleeping times, and even Curtis Martin fumbled. Parcells walked away after the 1999 season. Walking away, the plan was for Bill Belichick to become the next head coach of the Jets. However, as you know... At the press conference for his introduction, Belichick scrawled a hastily 
put together a note on a napkin that said, I resign as HC of the NYJ. Various uncertainties surrounding my position as it relates to the team's new ownership. Yeah. Um, I've decided to resign as the head coach of the New York Jets. You know but what? For me, I just yeah. can't All do right, it. I'm done. I'm done, Ty Chair. I'm done. I'm done. And a certainty it needs to be done. done. I'm the way done. things are now. I'm done. We are off and pacing beautifully here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. You know, normally I get you away from all things Mets, Jets, whatever. No, I think we'll stay here for a while. He leaves the Jets to go coach the Patriots. And as you can see, Bye, 15 Super Bowl titles and 17 Super Bowl appearances later, <laughs> things are a lot better off. Screw you, Tom. Things are a lot better for the Patriots. Then they are the Jets. But tonight, hey, let's reunite these guys and let's see what they have to say after years of estrangement because Parcells was really pissed when Belichick left and the two hadn't spoken. And now they're put together. There's the dramatic video of Parcells walking in and Belichick walking in and they sat down and they talked to each other. And, you know, it's it's kind of as much of a love fest when you have two really crusty guys together. You know me. I worship at the altar of Bill Parcells. Bill Belichick, not so much. But a couple of things coming from this documentary, which reunited the two Bills. I actually reunited Bill Belichick with Dwayne Parcells. Number one was what I was waiting for, because I knew it was coming. At one point during the shooting of this documentary, the producers wanted to take Parcells and Belichick inside the Jets locker room. I wanted to get some video of them in there because this is what binds them together is their time with the Jets. And Parcells left, Belichick left, and, and their paths diverged after that. So they wanted to go into the Jets locker room and get some video, you know, whatever it is. And, well, let's just say one of the two Bills didn't want to do it. What can we be going now? Oh, I don't know. Uh, you know what? I think he wants to take us is the Jets locker room. Jets, you know, uh, yeah. our connection with the Jets. Uh, this, not the Jets locker. We're not going in there. Yeah, what do you mean you're not going? No, I'm not going. There. You won't go in there. What? No, I don't want to go in there. What's what's the point? Let's just. And on a high note. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Why don't you do that? Where's the elevator? <laughs> so you think it's going to be out of Belichick. there? You think it's going to be Belichick? Belichick was indifferent. He was going to do whatever Parcells wanted to. You, but you heard Belichick don't want to take us to the Jets, the Jets locker room, the Jets, the Jets. And Parcells is the one who said, no, oh, I don't want to go in there. Oh, Good. my God. The guy, Both was, of them just say to hell with it. What the hell? You know, this is the All thing. these years later, I mean, we're talking a good... 18 years. We're talking okay. someone okay. who can vote. I got to wasn't get, even born at that time. I got to get this off my chest when it comes to these guys and the Jets. Okay, it's the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen. We're live you from still the hate Studios. No, Bill Parcells coached there. Everything was fine. Uh-huh. Got to the AFC title game. Was done coaching. The Jets made him the GM. He was the GM for a couple of years and then he left. All right, but he sounds like he's all shades of pissed off at the Jets. Bill Belichick said, as you heard in that sound drop that Alex Tightshirt so expertly pulled off of YouTube, that uh, I'm leaving the Jets because of uncertainty over the ownership. Leon Hess, the late owner of the New York Jets, it was going to be Woody Johnson or James Dolan, which, you know, I'm not the biggest Woody Johnson fan, but oh my God, thank goodness Woody Johnson beat out James Dolan. But James Dolan could have created the the greatest... Tribute to the Jets. You could have had some fantastic musical interludes uh, as you waited for the team to take the field. Here's James Dolan in, in the 
and his band. <laughs> it's JD and the Jet Shooter. Strange. <laughs> I've been in that locker room, Jason. They, but I know you did, and you and you and and you urinated on on some spot in Allegedly. the locker room. It says right. Frostberg was here. <laughs> In on front- Robbie Anderson's locker. No, stop. No. <laughs> it wasn't in front of the locker. Where was it, Tightshirt? In the face! In the face! But Cover this, the eyes. This is what I've always wanted. The one thing I would ask Bill Belichick, if I had a chance to ask him one question, and I'm, I'm being dead serious about this, if I could ask him one question, and I, anything it goes, I wouldn't ask him about Spygate. I wouldn't ask him about Deflategate. I wouldn't ask about any of that. I would say, do what else you're doing. No, I wouldn't ask about any of that. I wouldn't say, do you really hate Tom Brady? Do you hate Alex Guerrero? I wouldn't, none of that I would ask him. I would say, you need to tell me why you hated the Jets so much. Because I think you manufactured (laughs) everything. Because his hatred for the Jets is well known. And I don't mean playing for the Patriots, you hate the Jets. That's natural. You play in the same division as somebody. But his hatred and refusal to talk about the Jets everywhere he's been has always pissed me off because obviously he was their defensive coordinator, so it wasn't that bad. He was asked to be the head coach twice, so it couldn't have been that bad because he really accepted the second time. If he says it's about uncertainty over ownership, what the hell happened? If you really didn't leave, and, and I can't fault him for that. Look, I don't know who's owning the Jets. You put me in here. I don't know if I'm going to be their guy, but Bob Kraft wants me. I can be his guy, so I'm going to go there. What was so bad? Because obviously it couldn't have been that bad because you were there, you were the D.C., you were going to be the head coach, and you walked away to go. What was so bad? I think he's manufacturing the whole thing. Because I don't know what could have been so bad to make him go, oh, the Jets, the Jets, oh, the Jets, I don't know, the Jets, the Jets, I don't know. And I don't know what the hell's wrong with Bill Parcells. He's looking for an elevator. He probably just had to go, you know, find an area that would go lay down for five minutes. But I really hey, would like hey, to know. Hey, hey, what, what are you talking he about? He asked where the elevator was. He wanted to get out. Him and Phil Jackson. He, he was gone. He was out. But I wanted to because that's what I really would want to know. What is so bad? You have manufactured this whole thing about the job. I don't mean anything that's gone on since you went and all that crap and Mangini and Spygate. Look at this, but all that he would he will never talk about it. What it couldn't have been that bad. It might have been a big there. deal about been that bad. who had personnel control. Who had who just, was he, who was fighting? No one was fighting with him. But that's no. I remember but you that. This, but you don't know what's going life. on behind this the scenes. This is my life. You weren't inside that locker room. This is room. my life. You weren't in the the gym near the treadmill where he was ultimately made his decision to go upstairs with that cocktail napkin and say, "I'm out." You owe everything to those two bills. Oh, every, every, you, you wouldn't mean, stink without them. I owe all the nothing I've had for the last exactly. uh, eighteen years to them. But yeah. you know what? Kiss that keeps feet. you hungry. That keeps you thirsty. Hey. The wolf, you know, is at the top of the mountain. This goes back to the Arnold Schwarzenegger thing he says in Pumper and Iron. Spoiler alert. The, the wolf ha- has what he needs at the top. No, no, no. It, so he gets lazy. That means eventually another wolf's going to come and, and take him down because he's hungry for that top spot. And so here, you're hungry all these years later because, well, you've got nothing. From the Jets. We got two AFC title game appearances. Appearances? Yeah, appearances. What are you going to be like the Colts? Are you going to run a banner up? You're going to yeah, have, you're going to sit down point? with Joey and a. No, no, no. With, yeah, we, with, we have a Super Bowl title. You and oh, Zoe are going to go and, and with a box of crayons and create a little banner and raise it up. Hey, we played in that game. Yeah, we just have Super Bowl three. We, we have it. You know, we, we've won a Super Bowl. It's a long time before ago. Before I Allegedly. was born. Stop with the. It happened. Doesn't it's count there. if you weren't born. No, yes, it Yeah, does. you don't get to claim it. No, no. It doesn't. Sure, it does. No, not to claim are you kidding i claim do it now i claim that can't do it what was so bad what was i want to know what was so bad 
Not that so awful. Because there's been nothing that's come out. You would think if you heard, hey, Belichick won't talk about the Jets. He won't do it. I don't know why. Well, let's let's figure it out. You would hear some kind of rumblings. I don't know. Maybe one of those 12 anonymous sources that Wickersham found. No one's calling Seth Wickersham to say, here's what's wrong with the Jets. And oh, by the way, (laughs) not only that, but Patriots owner Bob Kraft appearing in the two bills (laughs) says that the NFL was not above board when Parcells left the Patriots to coach the Jets in 1997. The charges of tampering with the NFL if another team takes maybe the New York Jets. I probed the NFL office and the undercurrent was that having Parcells back in New York running the Jets was good for the NFL. It also told me that the league office was not as pure as I might have thought. So damn hot. So you take did, that, Paul Tagliabue. So we decided take it was okay that. to steal signals and Shots steal tapes fired. and look at walkthroughs and deflate footballs because we were getting even with the front office of the NFL. So Bob Kraft says Parcells leaving the page to the Jets was partly orchestrated by the league wanting Parcells in New York. That was it. I remember that story. I remember vividly. I remember Bob Kraft begging on national television, Jets, reading from a prepared statement, because no one reads from unprepared statements, reading from a prepared (laughs) statement, please, I implore you, Jets, do not part with the number one pick in the draft in 1997. Do not part with that. That will need to be the compensation for Bill Parcells. The Jets laughed and said, no, we're not doing that. So they gave him lower draft picks, and the Jets took Keyshawn Johnson. But... Now, I remember Bob Kraft begging, begging, give us the number one pick. So I think this is a lot of revisionist history with what's going on. Oh, yeah, we're not above board. The league want, really, the league wanted Bill Parcells. We know, you know what we got to do? We got to get him out of coaching in New England and get him into coaching in New York. After New England had just been to the bleeping Super Bowl, we got to get him out of New England and into New York. Yes, because that's what's got really. Come on, man. Really? You just, you just all, all you guys just upset me for the last fifteen minutes. I like minutes. The tinfoil hat conspiracy theory. Up. Relax, because we always have all these things go with each league, right? How many of these situations do we have with the NBA? Certainly, there has to be a few with the the NFL along the way. Yeah, I can't believe the Jets did all those shady things. The Belichick, <laughs> they did all those shady things, and they did, they didn't win anything. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. A story that kind of dropped in our lap today that, oh boy, in a day where the world keeps pooping on the Jets, well, this is another one. Le'Veon Bell went on social media and created quite a stir, sir, when a Jets fan named Eric Sternkoff tweeted at him, saying, quote, Le'Veon Bell, 26, I speak on behalf of the New York Jets. I will give you $60 million in cash if you come play for us. Le'Veon Bell tweets back at him with a emoji face of a kind of pensive emoji, and he says, that ain't enough to come run with the Jets. It took off after that, got 10,000 retweets, 31,000 likes, Jamal Adams, Uh, Jet star rookie safety says, whoa, big dog, show some love. We'll be the talk of the league this coming year. How much you need? Let me run to the bank. I got you, my boy. Ha. Hashtag don't sleep. I want to say this. 
Jamal Adams doesn't make enough money no, no, to not, make that happen. Not nearly Be honest enough. real quick. Yeah. Was that your secret account? No, 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 no. No, it's unless, not. Unless you... Uh, no. Not that you know of. The guy, he actually looks like a young John Ritchie. That, that's who the guy looks like a tweet. It's not me. Really? I would have a better name than... That, that's the guy you're going to pull out as the comparison. That's how many, how many people like. know who John Ritchie is? John Ritchie. He's on TV all the... I did... He, he's on Fantasy Zone with me for two years. Yeah, your burner account's probably, how about a fresco with a PH? No, no. <laughs> no. I'm not, I would come up with a name different than Eric Sternkopf. I mean, because uh, number one, it's, it's hard to spell, and I don't want anything that's hard to spell if I'm going to create a fake account. It's true. Maybe you have maybe, seen your spelling. You know what it was? Work. I bet you it was Kevin Durant tweeting at Le'Veon Bell. Oh, this yeah, is a secondary account. Paid. Nicely done. Uh, it's too soon, bro. Many things about this trolling job. Number one, Le'Veon Bell, why wouldn't you come to the Jets? You're already used to getting beat by the Patriots every year. That felt good. Number two. <laughs> Let's see Le'Veon Bell when he realizes no one is going to pay him $60 million. No one is going to give him that guaranteed money. The Steelers, who know you the best, do not want to pay you long term. They have franchised you, franchised you, we'll do it again. We'll pay Kirk Cousins long-term before we pay you long-term. When a team that knows you the best refuses to commit to you, you know, as another team, that's a guy we can't pay. No, you like to think that. You can't. The the Redskins knew Kirk Cousins the best. They knew him the best, and still they said, nope, we don't want him. We're going to let you go and go take a quarterback who's way older than you and give him more guaranteed money than you would ever would have gotten from us. No, but you're giving the Redskins a lot of credit here. I refuse to do so. I don't know what they think they know what they're doing. A, giving Alex Smith as much guaranteed money as they do, that says very emphatically, we don't know what we're doing. But and we'll clearly, wave RG three. We waved him three years ago. Oh, oh, who's our guy now? I forget. But okay. also Jay Gruden in his end of season comments on Kirk Cousins tried to, you know, slide on him and say, Hey, how outstanding can he be when we're seven and nine? Like, look at the rest of that team around him. There were so many issues. How many times did you see the jokes made on this show? About Chris Thompson's involvement. How many more times did you see that joke made 24 hours yeah, later? 250 passes for Chris Thompson. Hey, Chris Thompson. Gonna get like but, I always but say. But the wide receivers weren't very good. The offensive yeah. line wasn't very good. The defense struggled at times. Beyond Thompson, you didn't have I mean, Jordan Reed couldn't play. Go on down the line. It's not like he was dealing with a full deck at, at any point this season. Yet you're going to go against the guy that was 27 and 13 and over 4,000 yards, and you're going to say it's his fault? No, Jay Gruden just decided he didn't like Kirk Cousins. That's what this comes down to. And it's got nothing to do with his valuation as a player. Number one, we are always happy to provide takes for daytime shows. Oh, sure. Sometimes when it's even stolen word for word, which happened the other day with our LeBron James Clippers take. But who stole it? This is the bottom line. <laughs> this is the bottom line. We got to stay on topic here. We stay on topic. Oh, I was just curious. Uh, I, I, we're going to stay on topic. There'll be uh, a laundry list. At I, we want to know. I think it would be best if we stay on topic. I will just say that. Was it Jim Rome? It was no, 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 no. Rack that guy. It would be best if we're stay if we stay on topic. Le'Veon Bell is not going to get a lot of money because you can't be trusted. As much as you're having fun thinking someone's going to pay you, no one's going to pay you. The Steelers are one of the most respected organizations in the National Football League. It's a tell when you are not and have not gotten paid by them yet. Why? Because, one, you're a knucklehead. 
Two, you love marijuana and it's not legal in all 50 states yet. Three, you have a hard time staying healthy. In a year where he had to stay healthy for his big free agent payday, ta-da, Le'Veon Bell stayed healthy. He thinks he's going to get a lot of money. He's not. Well, he's a great but, player, but he's one of those guys you can't trust him when you give him a lot of money. And as good as he would be, I'd give him anything he wanted, but I got to go year to year. Well, no, but that becomes I the go question, year to right? Year for him. One, regardless of whether it's legal in fifty states, he's still a jar. The rules. He's a jarb to pay him long term. Just another running back. He's a jarb. A jarb. He's not like a jag. That. He's a jarb. He, well, he's a better than just a jarb. He's a he's to a, pay him long term. No, you get, but, 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 but here is the question: Does he become a running back that gets a deal? structured like we've seen quarterback deals these last three or four years where you get a big balloon payment but it's structured to where the second and third year you you don't know if he's still going to be on the roster right the mike glennon chicago bears it's 45 million no it's 18 this year <laughs> it's and really then they're going to tell him to beat it like so, we're going to convince you it's real money when it's not well but it's it's the same kind of deal hey, like, Aladdin, if we stick you around Aladdin, go into the cave of wonders but just come out with the lamp no, that's right it's gonna, don't touch anything if else. you stick around you're going to get your 45 <laughs> we're just not going to guarantee that that's the case and you look at the cap availability to teams like the 49ers trying to pair up Another star, whether Carlos Hyde is that guy that they decide to keep around or not, they they need someone to pair with Jimmy Garoppolo once they have to back up an extra Brinks truck because they didn't sign him when they should have before he won a bunch of games, uh, that you maybe get one or more teams of that ill. Because there's, there's four or five teams that have a ridiculous mountain of cash to spend this offseason. Perhaps that's what Le'Veon Bell's thinking, or at least his agent has him thinking that there might be one of those three-year deals in the offing where he can get a big balloon payment. Uh, Teams, they know. They know. They know if we bring Le'Veon Bell in, what are we going to get out of him? We're going to rue this signing. He's going to... I can't wait till Le'Veon Bell realizes, whoa, I'm not really going to get that cash because, hey, Jets, you know, I'm in light green and white. Maybe you guys will get Kirk Cousins. I played with Kirk Cousins. Hey, I was just clowning on Twitter and stuff, and I'm going to say beat it. Beat it. Go someplace else. Here's the beauty of it. Beat it. The Jets will still open, stand there with open arms. You may not like it. I will say tell him to beat it. Frostburg tie shirt. Tom Looney and I, we will just laugh hysterically because we'll have a full season of it. We'll, we'll do the Brady laugh in unison. Beat it. I tell him to beat it. Now now because nobody else is going to pay you, you're saying, well, some sucker, I mean, some team's going to pay me. You pay Le'Veon Bell, here's what's going to happen. He will, come into the, he will come into camp. Something will happen because he will not take care of himself or his image because this is what's happened to him before in the past. So you'll have to deal with something off the field. Then he will get hurt because he won't take care of his body because he's like, this is my payday, I'm paid, I'm done. He's already made money. And if he just is realizing, I'm, I'm, I can go year to year and make $15 million a year, go do it. I can't feel bad for a guy who just made $15 million a year and said, oh, you know, this is awful that I'm not getting money. You know, I could see the Jets not signing him out of spite, though. <laughs> Remember that tweet? Why did you sign him? He was available. His market was cut in half. Didn't want him. He said he wouldn't come here. Just trust me. Le'Veon Bell, it's going to be a harsh reality for him because you cannot. He's a guy you can't trust to pay him. Can't do it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show weeknights at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. As we get ready for the Super Bowl this Sunday, Super Bowl attention has gone back to the game from a year ago. This is because of what was just revealed about Falcons owner Arthur Blank. I always wanted to do match game with Arthur Blank. 
Arthur Blank had a tough day. How tough was it? It's so tough. He wants to change his name to Arthur Blank. Do you get to use the stick mic? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Arthur Blank had a tough if day. If we were able to build out a studio that kind of looked like the match game, could we figure out a way to get the licensing rights to do a sports version of it? You know, there has been, just to pull the curtain back real quick before we get into Arthur Blank, there has been no more, no more bigger debate that only a few people care about on social media than who started playing the match game first, Fox Sports Radio or ESPN Radio. Who started playing the match game as a game on late night radio first? We had it. No, we had it. No, we had it. No, we had it. But I was an Arthur Blank. It'd be pretty fun. I'd go Arthur Fonzarelli. But that's just Nicely me. Done. So Arthur Blank is upset. How upset? See, Arthur Blank is upset because we just find out, this is a new report today, that Arthur Blank got really mad at Bob Kraft over the Patriots putting 283 diamonds in New England Super Bowl rings. Why 283? Well, as you remember, the Patriots rallying from a 28-3 deficit to winning the Super Bowl. Sports Illustrated, other sources reporting today that last August, when Arthur Blank found this out, he confronted Bob Kraft about it, owner of the Patriots, and said to him, quote, I said to Robert, you didn't have to do that 28-3 in the ring. It kind of pissed me off. <laughs> How upset was Arthur Blank? Uh, it kind of pissed me off. Not losing the game pissed me off. This kind of pissed me now off. Now you walked all the way down to the field Not thinking Blank. I was going to win. And I was pushing Michael Vick in a wheelchair. And then I saw that we were losing. Too and we soon. lost the Super Bowl. But it's how upset soon, was Arthur Blank? We have audio. Oh, wow. Of Arthur Blank getting very upset over these 283 diamonds in the Patriots rings. You. You, you, you're cool. You, I'm out. That's a way to do a very quick and efficient press. He was not happy. Right no, there. I'm just glad it wasn't that Will Ferrell. We gotta keep our composure. This is actually one we of the right. dumbest stories yeah. I think. Anyone freak out out there? Okay? Yeah, we've been to, together here in the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios for several years now. And TJ, this may we've be been the together forever and ever too far together forever with you. TJ. Go ahead, oh, TJ. I thought you were going Paul Abdul there. No, 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 no. But Straight the- up, now tell me, <laughs> do you really want to be my tag team partner forever, or are you just having fun? I would get to be uh, MC Scat Cat in this entire process. TJ, I'm MC Scat. I got a rap, so like it. Here's a little story. You'll be sure to like it. Swift and sly, and I'm playing it cool with my co-host, Mike Harmon. TJ. All right, go ahead now. I'm done with you Paul. You took Abdul. that out a, a little cats. longer than I yeah. than I thought you would. Uh, but <laughs> this this ranks among the dumbest and pettiest and and just weakest things we've heard of from an owner, a player, and players go after stupid little things on social media all the time. You're an owner worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Your ego is immense. Your desire to win. We know this. We've seen it. And certainly, every time they're in the fourth quarter, we get the obligatory shot of him heading down to the sidelines. We can immediately shake the hands of Matt Ryan and the victorious Falcons. And this time, they, he got got. And you got got. You got got. Get over it. I hope Robert Kraft held up the ring, said, "You want to kiss it," and then moved on. <laughs> I mean, this is just pathetic. I, I understand that Arthur Blank has had it because I'm, I'm thinking about it from his angle. 
How many times have you had to hear in the last year, oh, you blew a 28-3 lead. How did you blow a 28-3? Biggest lead in Super Bowl history. Biggest choke in the history of the Super Bowl. The biggest game on the world's biggest stage, and you choked it. So I get that he's tired about hearing it because he's heard about it every single day. Ban all your fans from the stadium because every one of them is cursing at you too. This is the same thing as Mike Krzyzewski getting mad when students rush the court after they beat Duke. Oh, every time somebody beats, they rush the court. Oh, they rush the court. Because Duke is the standard by which every other program is judged and take it as a sign of respect that we never thought we'd beat you, so we're rushing the court. But yet Mike Krzyzewski wants to throw it out there. Oh, I can't believe it when we lose. Everyone likes to rush the court. This is the same thing. Arthur Blank, oh, I can't believe, you know, 28-3, you put that in a diamond. First of all, win the game. Right. I'm sorry it's a bad memory for you. Win the game. What is this for the Patriots? This is not trolling the Falcons. Bob Kraft is not trolling the Falcons because he's not going to troll another owner. That's not who he is. This is we are celebrating and always remember, even when the times are darkest and it looks like we can't get it done, remember 28-3. Remember how nobody thought we could win the Super Bowl and it was it. It was over. Remember that we came back. I'm defending Bob Kraft and the Patriots. So it shows you what kind of a night this is. You know what? There, I think there's still a, a couple of percent of trolling in there. No, no, so, well, just a, a little bit no, of tweaking. This is not because when he walks into owners' meetings, <laughs> how you doing, Arthur? Good to see you. Hey, it's my latest ring. You like it? <laughs> he, and, and Bob Kraft is wearing like the eye black under your eyes when people put the area codes. He's got two eight three, two eight three. That's pretty good. I like that. Sure, the two eight three. But maybe he, he had it sewn into his eyebrows. I don't know. He's <laughs> celebrating the. Comeback victory. I I completely see it. And you know, you know, when I have Bob Kraft and the Patriots backs on something, uh, you know, I'm 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 not I'm I'm not making just making something up just because that that's what it is. It's a reminder to them about them coming back to win. That's all. That. And if he you're upset a about positive it, positive spin. And if you're upset about it, you should have won the game. You should have called a couple more running plays. Should have done that. Shouldn't have worried about. Let's throw some passes. Let's get creative. No, no. Get off the field. Get Matt Bryan out there for a field goal that cinches the game. Don't drop Matt Ryan back to pass when a sack and a fumble are the worst things that can happen. What happened? He got sacked and he fumbled. That's exactly what the Patriots you know what? wanted you to do. And when they win on Sunday and he puts something in the ring as an ode to Shad Khan and and the stupidity and the play calling of the Jaguars, the two of you can commiserate over. <laughs> Over lunch at the next owners' meeting of how you got got by the Patriots. You got got. You got got. Yeah, I'm just picturing Arthur Blake That's walking right. out like a a Maury Povich audience saying that to him. You got got. You like got. straight out of Entourage. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's he's pushing now Matt Ryan in a wheelchair. Oh, nice. Oh, I got to change yeah. my quarterbacks pushing the wheelchair. Yeah. I I got the Patriots back on that. That's wow. What's happened to me? What's happened to me, Michael? The world's a little topsy-turvy here tonight. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. So earlier today, this crazy story breaks that potentially LeBron James might wind up with the Golden State Warriors. LeBron James. A story that was slugged sources which you always know is great, sources reporting that LeBron would sit down with the Warriors and could meet with them during free agency. We've told you this for weeks now, and now other shows are taking that take and running with it and presenting it like it's their own. Hey, you know what? I think this is LeBron. Oh, really? 
Really? <laughs> Everything that's gone on for months and years is always because LeBron pushes it that way. He's the most calculated player. I feel like I have to keep saying it, like I'm coaching my daughter's soccer team. Don't clear the ball to the middle of the field. Why did you clear the ball to the middle of the field? Don't clear it to the middle of the field. Don't clear it. Anything that happens, LeBron has his fingerprints on. Any stories, any sources, it's LeBron. All LeBron has done in the last few weeks has been to ratchet up the tension as we get closer to the trade deadline so the Cavaliers will bring in somebody whatever they need to compete for a championship because right now obviously they're not quite there. All these how many stories, how many sources told ESPN and Fox and all these different news organizations about the disharmony that the Cavaliers have and how they're not on the same page and the big closed door meeting and they got to change things and all all of these stories that have been leaked out, who do you think is doing it? You think it's Tristan Thompson? You think it's Tristan on the phone with the Kardashians, on, uh, you know, and they got him on speaker? Going, yeah, man, we're just having these closed-door meetings, so there's nothing I can do. Oh, closed-door meetings. Oh, it's on a reality show. This is LeBron James. LeBron sitting down with the Warriors does not get out unless LeBron wants it to get out. It's easy. It's not rocket science. It's just following what we've seen for the last few months. Because what's LeBron doing? He's continuing to ratchet up. It's almost like this whole, you know, war of words and 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 and, and urinating contest between Trump and Kim Jong Un. Well, we're going to have a nuclear test. Well, we're going to give you sanctions. We're going to have another nuclear test. We're going to give you more sanctions. We're going to test another missile. We're going to march a missile through Pyongyang. Oh, we're going to have another sanction on you. I mean, all that LeBron is doing is every every day something like this comes out. It's, you better do something in, in the trade deadline or, hey, I could leave. All he's done is hold it over the Cavaliers' head that he could leave one day. That's all he's done is say, you know what? I could leave. You don't do what I want. I could leave. I could leave. Story and of that's his career. what this is. He's not going to the, the Warriors are going to say thanks, but no thanks. They're not going to have him come. To, are you kidding? Yeah, we're going to push out Clay Thompson and Andre Iguodala. We're going to welcome you. No, that's not happening. But if the story gets out there, he's putting pressure on the Cavaliers to do what he wants. And I say the same thing. Dan Gilbert, fight back. I call LeBron and I, I leak this because LeBron is so good at leaking things. I leak this. I tell LeBron, LeBron, I'll go get you your guys. You want DeAndre Jordan? I'll get him. We'll trade picks. You want you want you not working for Isaiah Thomas? Where I'll, I'll go get somebody else. Who do you want? You want me to go get Greg Monroe? What do, what do you want me to do? I'll go get what you need. But you sign for one more year, not three, not four, not five, not six, <laughs> but one more year. You give me one. You promise me next year here with Cleveland. I'll give you whatever you, you the max we can give you thirty six million thirty whatever you want. But you stay one more year. And I let that offer get out because if LeBron doesn't sign it, that pushes the bad publicity towards him. I put him in a corner and say, you want to do this to me? I can play this game too. I'll get whoever you want. You promise me to stay. He's already gotten too much of a free pass for the GM job that he's done to put this roster together. Hey, I need Tristan back. Hey, I need JR back. Banking that they were going to meet or exceed the levels of play they have the last couple of years. He built this team. Kobe Altman's a guy in a suit. At this point, he's he's got no, nothing. You don't hear anything from him in terms of running this squad. So LeBron is pulling the same power play he's had in every opportunity. We know that he and Gilbert have their arm's length relationship. It's great Vegas misdirection because at least for the moment, you're taking some of the spotlight away from how poorly 
your team is playing. You've already lost your fall guy. Your fall guy is out six to eight weeks because Kevin Love with the broken hand. So you can't blame him for anything now. Isaiah Thomas is protesting his role and everything, saying our defense was terrible before I started playing, so don't pin this on me. So, again, they get to have this swirling you know, hornet's nest and that it conveniently doesn't fall over LeBron's head when he's the guy that stirs it all up. You have the you push this off and and you're looking at other storylines. You've got Golden State. Every guy now has to address this in availability, at least for a day or two, dismissing it, kind of mocking it as they will. But the other thing it does is during Super Bowl week, what are we talking about? LeBron James and the NBA. Good job again to use the misdirection to take attention away from what is the biggest sporting event mm-hmm. in the world say hey no no i'm lebron still my show <laughs> pay attention to me Look, watch me start some trouble here a week before the trade deadline what's up everybody this is stephen a smith host of the stephen a smith show podcast tune in every monday wednesday and friday at the very least as i bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports pop culture business and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.